Welcome to this special edition of the Clear Admit MBA Admissions Podcast. I'm your host, Graham Richmond, and today we're going to go behind the scenes with respect to career placements and try to better understand how business schools do the hard work of helping graduates land great positions. As I often like to do for these sorts of topics, I've invited some guests along to take part. In this instance, I'm fortunate to be joined by Judy Umali Rajkumar and Jason Reif from the SMU Cox School of Business. Let me provide a little bit of background on our guests before we kind of bring them on here. So we'll start with Jason, who's the Senior Assistant Dean of the Career Management Center and Graduate Admissions at SMU's Cox School of Business. He's worked in the past for John Deere and McKinsey and & Company, and he's also actually involved in the MBA recruiting process with both of those employers. He then made the jump over to higher education, where he was at the University of Florida in their careers office, which he eventually began leading before coming over to SMU Cox. Uh, Jason holds a BBA from Texas Tech and an MBA from Duke's Fuqua School of Business. Welcome, Jason. Thanks, Graham. Happy to be back. Yeah, it's great to have you. I guess uh, those who tune into the show regularly will recall that you were on an episode, I think it was episode 212 of the Clear Admit podcast, where we talked a little bit about some kind of groundbreaking things you guys are doing with respect to admissions and career placement. And we'll, we'll get into some of that today. Um, let me introduce Judy as well. Judy is the Director of Career Programs for the Full-Time MBA and MBA Direct at SMU's Cox School of Business. She's a collaborative, people-centered career consultant and HR leader who possesses over 15 years of recruitment, training, talent development, career planning and management, and progressive HR management experience within the banking, automotive, consulting, SaaS, higher education, and hospitality industries. She holds an undergraduate degree in business administration and a master's in accounting from the University of Texas at Dallas. Welcome, Judy. Thank you for having me, Graham. It's my pleasure. Um, So for the benefit of our listeners, I'd love for each of you to just take a moment and give us kind of a quick summary of your current roles. So Jason, let's start with you. Just tell us a little about what, what it means to be you know, the Senior Assistant Dean of the Career Management Center and Graduate Admissions. Sure, Graham. I have two main hats that I wear here. I'll talk about the admissions side of it first. We've got 10 different graduate programs here, six in our full-time MBA and working professional. But then we've also got four Masters of Science, and that's accounting, business analytics, finance, and management. And half of my team is responsible for attracting, assessing, and yielding students into those programs. The other half of my job is the Career Management Center, and that encompasses all of our students here at SMU Cox, both undergraduate and graduates. We've got everybody from 18-year-old freshmen all the way up through executive MBAs with over 18 years of experience in their particular field. So a very wide range of students who are looking to make a pivot in their careers or maybe advance in their existing careers. Basically, my job boils down into getting students into the program and then getting them out on the back end. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's a sounds like a lot to juggle. Um, Judy, you are the director of career programs for both full time MBA and MBA direct students. Tell us a little bit about what that entails. Well, what that entails is I oversee uh, coaching staff and career programs that help us to achieve the career goals for each of the students in the one-year full-time MBA, two-year full-time MBA, and our MBA direct career programs. So it's a lot of fun. It means a lot of career coaching, being able to help the students um, prepare for interviews and the opportunities that um, they are going to pursue post-MBA. Got it. Excellent. So I guess, you know, what I wanted to do next is just sort of get into an overview of 
the admissions and the career management center, kind of how, how where this sort of marriage happens, but also, you know, into some detail about the resources that you provide to students. And so, Jason, I'm going to start with you. I just wondered if you could give us an overview. And again, I know, you know, back on episode 212, we talked a little bit about this, but I think it'd be great to have a refresher on how would the admissions team kind of actually, you know, works with career management and, you know, in this kind of innovative way? Well, I'm going to break it down into two different lenses, and it, it really centers around a pivot that we made back in 2020. So prior to 2020, we had a good relationship between the Career Management Center and graduate admissions, but it was, it was informal and very high level. What I mean by that is you know, the CMC would sit down with their counterparts in admissions and they'd walk through high-level trends, what they're seeing in the industry, profiles of students who've been very successful in their career search. And admissions would have a, a broad idea of what that profile would look like. However, the admissions committee was only composed of the admissions team. Now, fast forward to 2020, we started making a change. In this case, we started bringing career and admissions tighter together, and that's when I, I got the role overseeing both organizations. The first thing we did is we decided that the CMC would participate in the interview process. So again, prior, it was only the admissions team doing the interviews. Now we were going to have an additional interview that was conducted by members of the Career Management Center for the vast majority of our full-time MBA applicants. The CMC would also sit on the admissions committee. So now what you would have is a candidate-by-candidate -candidate discussion with both admissions and career in the room. And not only was that beneficial at a decision level for individual candidates, it gave each side the opportunity to hear what got the other side excited, what gave the other side concerns. And so now one of the outcomes that we've seen from this is admissions is much clearer on what career is looking for in terms of a successful student, and career has a much better point of view on what admissions is looking for in terms of building out a class. Yeah, that makes so much sense to me. I mean, I've been working in this industry, you know, in admissions and with ClearAdmit for, I think, 25 years now. And I, it's always astounded me how schools are asking all kinds of questions in admissions about your career plan. But beyond a kind of, as you said, sort of cordial relationship between <laughs> careers and admissions, there's usually not much more. And yet it's such a vital piece here. So um, I want to turn to Judy. Can you tell us a little bit about this kind of um, coaching model that you have in place at the Career Management Center? And like, what are the benefits about being a part of the admissions process? Because you're on the, you know, you're on the other side there and, and now you have a window into admissions and so, yeah, what, tell us a little bit about how that all works for you and your team. Perfect. Well, so uh, to add on to what Jason was saying, you know, the biggest way that we can support our students is by providing them with the preparation and the opportunity um, that's going to drive that success, which will then get them those outcomes and then bringing them back as happy alumni. In order for our team to work really well with the students, it starts with a relationship. And so the benefit of being a part of that admissions process so early is that we are already setting a foundation for that relationship, um, which basically means that we are able to help the student understand what we do early on to support them through the ups and downs of the career search. 
We help them to start thinking about their career goals before coming into the program. And while we know that those change, um, by getting in front of them early, that has allowed us to prepare them for those pre-MBA events and conferences like Forte or Jumpstart. Uh, we already saw some success from that early on where our students got early interview invitations and they already had a coach who was able to support them in that process. So by virtue of being a part of this admissions process, it's strengthening the relationships and allowing us to be able to do our jobs earlier. Got it. Yeah, I, I got to say, you know, I'm just thinking about how I used to work in admissions myself, but I'm thinking about how the relationship was such that the admissions team got to know all the candidates, but then they were sort of dumped into the lap of the career office once they arrived on campus. And usually the conversation would be more like, how did this per you know, who is this person that you've just given me? I don't know anything about them and I don't like their goals or I don't think it's realistic. And so I love the fact that you're able to kind of get in there <laughs> and get to know who these candidates are before they even, you know, show up. And it sounds like you're kind of working with them actively before they even hit campus. So what a brilliant <laughs> idea. Um, I do want to talk about kind of the impact that this is happening, having, right? Because I know, Jason, you mentioned, you know, you kind of, um, this was something that started, what is it, in 2020? And so you're starting to see the sort of outcomes, right? So I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, the path that you took to, you actually reduce the size of the full-time MBA cohort and, and, and what that's meant for kind of, um, you know, kind of bringing together a really tight-knit group. Um, but also just, yeah, walk us through kind of, because you're starting to see results now, right? We are, Graham. And I, for the benefit of, of those who didn't hear the prior podcast, right, I'll, I'll give a quick recap of our, our thought process to get here. And our original goal was to create a, a small, high-powered cohort of diverse students because so much of the MBA experience comes from your peers, we have spectacular faculty here. We have dedicated staff who are, are here to support, but that learning experience that you get from individuals who have come from all sorts of different backgrounds, whether it was traditional corporate, uh, finance, marketing, military, nonprofits, uh, we even had some ele elementary educators come into the program as well, but you get so much from different perspectives as you go through cases, as you talk about how a particular fundamental works in different industries. We wanted to create an environment where you could get to know those people, right? That you would know everybody in your cohort. They would know you. You would be easily able to get to know all of our faculty and staff, and they would get to know you. Mm -hmm. Now, in order to get to that point, though, and, and making a smaller cohort, we had to get a lot of buy-in from uh, leadership and have been tremendously happy with the support that we've gotten from the deans here at SMU Cox, but also really getting the buy-in from the team members who are going to be executing this for a couple of reasons. One, just the logistical lift of adding another interview into the process and everything that has to happen behind the scenes from our systems, through our admissions committee processes, how we score candidates and talk about them in the admissions committee. We, we had to design a, a new version of that. The other big piece that I mentioned last time is it requires a substantial amount of time from the Career Management Center to be part of the interview process. And the strategy that, that we went into this with was you're going to put more time on the front end as part of the Career Management Center interviewing candidates for the program. But the idea is by 
putting a, a more rigorous filter in with the career lens by creating that early relationship with a student, even before they get to the program, we would be able to have better career outcomes, right? Getting better jobs earlier in the process. So you're investing more time on the front end and what that'll do is it'll save you more time on the back end because you don't have as many students still looking for roles late in their academic cycle. Well, that was the hope, and, and we've actually seen that materialize. And, and Judy's team in particular has seen some spectacular results from the class of 2022, who were the first that we were admitting under this new program two years ago. Right, and that's actually a perfect segue, because I did want to ask Judy to talk about this class of 22 and some of those student success stories and how you know the Career Management Center has continued to support these students to achieve what I've been hearing are kind of record-breaking placements. So would you be willing, Judy, to share a little bit of, I don't know, a couple of stories here? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and so you know, when we're talking about the record-breaking numbers here, we were very pleased to see um, over 95% of our students were placed three months post-graduation. Wow. And we had the, the best salaries that we had ever had. Had. Um, so very pleased with our class of 2022. Um, that success, you know, going back to what we were sharing relating to the relationship that we have with our students, um, a very unique offering that we have is when the student matriculates and they join us, they are assigned their own dedicated career coach. And so this is a person who has the cell phone numbers with their students. Anytime that a student has any particular need, they know exactly who to turn to and, and when to get in front of their career coach for support. And so through those relationships that we've had, and especially having a more intimate cohort uh, for the class of 2022 with that reduction in size, it allowed us to have um, more of that uh, time to allocate to each of those students who needed us, especially in the spring. So I think traditionally people are aware that in the spring, that is when students get a little nervous. They see their peers um, and start comparing themselves to the peers who have placed while some of them are still thinking about, you know, where am I going to go? When am I going to get um, my time and my opportunity, right? And so by us being able to be coach, connector, cheerleader throughout that entire process, we were able to get in front of students before they um, made quick snap decisions to just finish the process. So for example, um, for the compensation, we were able to lift it up because um, we were able to get in front of students before they accepted offers that could could have been lower than their value. And so by being able to help this student understand their worth and their value, um, one example, a student was offered 100,000, very pleased with that, was very pleased with that outcome. Um, but after talking more about the experiences that they're bringing to and the, um, the impact they could make right away, we were able to um, work on a conversation that allowed the student to confidently negotiate an additional 20,000 in base. Wow. Wow. And we have several stories related to that. And that is now a happy alum who is wanting to be able to work with our students and share that story about the relationship and how we were able to help too. Um, you know, so related to that, um, we were also able to get in front of students with those late pivots, meaning these were students who um, might have struck out in the processes early on and being able to help them overcome those fears and, and those obstacles that, you know, set them back before, uh, we were able to get them even stronger placements than what they had previously. And um, 
all of that, I would say, is strongly contributed to our alumni network, our coaching model, and all of our Cox community internally working together to make sure that our students are getting to that finish line. Yeah, I have to say it does sound, I mean, it's it's just such a, a, the fact that you're able to really give this kind of what sounds like incredibly personalized coaching to each and every student in the program is a big, um, that, that's just a, such a tremendous advantage. And, and so it, I'm not surprised <laughs> that you're having good outcomes as a result. Um, let's talk a little bit more about what makes this program unique. And I wondered if there are other kind of, you know, student success stories. We're now, I guess we're in the third year of this new admissions model. I think that's right. Um, and so Jason, do you want to talk a little bit about um, any examples you want to cite or just how that's kind of been evolving? Yeah, and I'll, I'll talk about it from a broad lens, too, because I know Judy will drill down on, on the jobs a little bit more, as she has already. You know, we have three pillars in our MBA program that, uh, that everything is based on for us. And it's leadership, analytics, and uh, experiential learning. You know, with leadership, whether you end up in a role with, with direct reports or, or not, you're, you're going to be a leader in some form of fashion, right? You've got to influence others. Uh, you could be a thought leader in, in pushing forward a new product or a change to an existing product. But it's important for you to learn how to lead with confidence, lead with credibility, and be able to influence others. Analytics. And, and companies today are so awash in data, and oftentimes they have more data than they know what to do with. <laughs> Can you effectively translate that data into information and, and insights and be able to use that to drive action in an organization? And, and then the last is uh, experiential learning. And, and that is really taking all the lessons that you get from the classroom, everything that you do from extracurriculars, and starting to apply it in real-world settings. And, and that's one that I want to drill down and, and talk a couple, uh, tell a couple of stories about. You know, first is our global trips. All of our MBA programs are involved in uh, global trips. And it's not just picking up and, and going and spending time in a country. It's actually doing consulting projects for companies that are based in that particular country. So you get to have hands-on experience, understanding a complex problem, being able to create a structured approach and deliver a value proposition for a client, just as you would in, in most post-MBA roles. There's also uh, a fun aspect to it. Everybody uh, will, will go to these trips and experience new cultures. And uh, more recently, even our South Africa trip had a service component uh, to it as well, of going in and being able to, to volunteer. So not just adding value here in the Dallas area, but globally when uh, our teams travel to uh, New countries. Uh, another experiential opportunity is our un unbridled venture program, where we had students basically take an idea, something drawn on the back of a napkin or talked about over a couple of beverages, and, and turn it into an actual pitch. Uh, we had a wide range of ideas, everything from nitrogenated canned water that uh, added health value to customers to a technology platform to address fake news and, and be able to create more credibility for different news organizations. And the last one is case competitions. And I'm a huge fan of case competitions. I've been coaching teams for a number of years in that area. And I think it's a very good opportunity to combine all of the experiences that you've had into a real world setting. It's almost the sport of MBAs, if you want to think about it that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
We had a uh, on a campus camp competition for our first year students, sponsored by Pepsi, uh, talking about uh, how to conduct a brand launch, and then we also send teams off campus to be able to compete against other schools. We recently sent a team down to uh, McCombs at UT Austin. To they put on a wonderful energy case competition every year, and our teams have historically done well, and so much so that uh, we had a three peat this year. So for the last three years <laughs> in a row, our teams have gone down and. Uh, pitched concepts to uh, energy executives and were able to take away a $10,000 first prize. So so those are real world implications of what we've done in terms of selecting students, bringing them into the program and, and helping them develop. And it, it's exciting being part of that process from early on in admissions to remember back when somebody was a candidate to see them come through the program and see what they've developed into after one or two years and be able to, to walk away with a check from a case competition or you, you see them come by your office and, and tell you uh, that they just got the offer. That's that's why we do this job. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I must say, I wonder if your love of cases comes from the fact that you you know worked at McKinsey for a while, because um, I know cases are readily used in their um, recruitment process too. So it's obviously a really I've good gone skill. through one or two, that's for sure. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So Judy, let's let's hear from you. I wanted to kind of learn more about, you know, as Jason alluded to earlier, like what about the kind of career side for this stuff? Sure. Well, so looking into the third year of the program, you've heard me talk a lot about the relationships that we're building with the students. And so being able to leverage those relationships really means three things for our office. It means that we now have data that helps us to be able to understand how do we continue to refine the way that we build relationships with our students. We have students who are more plugged in with our office with our office who actually want to give back and help us do our jobs better. And third, they now also want to mentor other students going forward. And so when I look at the success, you know, we can talk about the outcomes and I'll get to those shortly, but I do think it's really important to highlight that this ecosystem that we've created is working because of those relationships. And so when we look at that in place with the preparation and the opportunity, I'm going to highlight a few of our programs that we offer at the Career Management Center, and then the direct outcomes related to those. So when we think about preparation, um, we have a class that is dedicated for each one of the cohorts that we work with. So specifically thinking of our first years, um, every one of our students that very first fall semester, they have a 12-week course where we are preparing them for everything that they need to know to get to the internship and then plus thinking about how to explore to get that post-MBA opportunity. By the time that they end this particular class, they have newfound employer relationships. They know how to do what I consider to be the widgets, um, you know, resume, cover letter, uh, interview skills. Um, and they have a timeline so that they know exactly when am I supposed to apply and how am I going to leverage this for my full-time opportunity after I graduate. And so that particular class is very important to what we do. And for example, this past 
um, cohort for the first years, they got to meet with almost 30 employers in just their first 12 weeks just coming into the class who wanted to network with the students directly, be able to teach some of the concepts, um, inclusive leadership, for example, internship success um, directly to those first years. And so the students get both networking and the career development covered in that particular class. Um, we also have two programs that bring back alumni into our community. One is the Cox Mentorship Academy, where our students are able to leverage the expertise of alumni and professionals in the community um, with at least seven to 10 years of experience, many of them coming from senior leadership roles, who teach the students how to continue to expand and build their mentor network. And we also have the Cox Alumni Career Alumni Network, and that is a program where we recruit our alumni to come back and support the students as career champions. They tell us, hey, we've got some opportunities. We're now in a position to hire, and we create resume books for each of the students in the programs, too. So already, just for first years, thinking about first years right now, um, almost or over 20% of them have already received offers um, at this point where we are. And then for second years, two thirds of the class have already received offers with more than 50% of them having accepted them. And so we've got a semester left and we're sitting strong where we know that our students have a game plan, they have a timeline, and they know exactly how to be able to continue working with us if they have not yet placed. Wow. Yeah. I mean, having, you know, had exposure to a number of different MBA programs over the years, I mean, this sort of 12, you know, what is it you said, a 12-week course on career management and getting yourself, you know, best position just sounds fantastic. And I know, you know, most schools do some variation, but that seems more intense to me. And I feel like everything is kind of, from what I'm hearing from both of you, it's like everything is working in concert to make for sort of the ultimate <laughs> outcomes with respect to students and, and helping them to excel. Um, I did want to shift gears because now I have a feeling that people tuned in have a really clear sense of the really tailored um, I don't you know, sort of service they're going to get in the program as they kind of seek out their career plans. And so I suspect that you're in the thick of recruiting for the class of what is it going to be 2025. And so I just wondered, um, you know, Jason, let's start with you. It, it, we talk a lot about getting into business school on this podcast. And I just wondered if you'd be willing to share um, any ideas or, or advice about what you like to see in the admissions process? And I'm, I'm guessing that some of it may relate to career goals, given all the <laughs> all that we've said about that. But any advice you have for folks that are thinking about SMU Cox for their MBA? Well, Graham, you, you are a good guesser. So career <laughs> is absolutely part of the equation. And it, it, it breaks down into three main buckets for me. The, the first is, can you be successful in the classroom? We're going to take a look at your academics. We're going to take a look. That means GPA. That means test scores. That means taking a look particularly at quantitative classes. We want to make sure that you're, you're set up for success because it is a rigorous program. The second is we want to see how you work in teams. Are you going to be effective working with diverse groups of individuals? And are you going to add value to the class? Right. So now we're going to ask you questions about your professional experiences, your academic experiences, volunteer work that you've done. But we, we really want to put a lens for how have you worked with others to make a, an organization better in some capacity. 
And, and lastly is around career goals, as you speculated. I'll, I'll speak at a high level, and I'm sure Judy can uh, dive in a little bit deeper into this and, and what her team looks for when they're doing interviewing. But for me, I want to see a, a career plan in place. And it doesn't have to be a detailed plan, but I at least want to see that you thought about it before. What, what I tell applicants all the time is I want you to at least have a zip code, not necessarily the street address mm-hmm. when it comes to that uh, that particular career function, and meaning that you've thought about it, you've done some research, you see what it actually takes to get that type of role, but you're also somewhat flexible and you're willing to entertain opportunities because so many times when students come into the program, they don't know what they don't know in terms of opportunities that are available. So we want to see some amount of research, some amount of thought put into uh, what particular career field you want to pursue, a plan A, a plan B, and uh, how you're going to add value in that particular space. Got it. And I, I guess maybe, Judy, you can speak to this in more detail, but I, I was sort of wondering, you know, a lot of people go to business school to make a big change, right? They're they're looking to pivot. Like That could be changing industry or changing function or even, in some cases, geography. And so I, I'm just curious to know, um, what do you sort of, how do you feel about that? And Judy, maybe you can comment on this, like as you're thinking through a candidate and doing an interview with them or w- whatever steps of the process you're going to be involved in. What do you think about folks trying to make those sort of shifts? You know, so uh, to echo what Jason had said, having the goal is really important. I'd like to dive deeper into why. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- why is that interest there? Um, you know, based on the particular program that they're pursuing, each one of us have the ability to also talk through, you know, which program could be the best option according to how steep of a pivot that the student or the, the candidate might be. Be choosing to make. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get into the process, we're really trying to understand what kind of a relationship the student will have with our Cox community. And so, and especially you've heard me talk about relationships so much in this conversation, I do like to evaluate the person's ability to seek out and implement feedback well. Mm. Um, That is something that's so important, not only in the work that we do, but when they become future leaders. And so being able to assess that very early on in just a short conversation is something that's very exciting because it also helps us use that information to know how do we get the buy-in of that student better. When we're working together, when things get rough, What's the way that we know how to be able to get them back on our corner and to get them to see the goal and to minimize the distractions around them? And so um, that is our part in the process. And it's really fun to be able to see the candidates at that level. Um, It's very exciting. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, I think you make a great point, which is, you know, just trying to sort of suss out whether someone's open to feedback and, and open to kind of you know, taking it on board and, and, you know, sort of shifting as needed and stuff. But I I guess what I'm hearing from both of you though, is that it's not so much about, we need to see a career goal that makes total sense. That's a really easy goal or something. So, so much as it is really about just that the candidates put some thought into this and uh, Jason, that's a great, um, uh, you know, this idea of the zip code, but not the street address. I think that's, that's a really great way to think of it. Um, but, but yeah, so I'm, I'm hearing from you both that, you want to kind of get under the surface and understand the candidate's motivations, but you want to make sure that, you know, that they um, are, uh, you know, open to feedback, et cetera. But is there anything, Jason, anything you want to add to that or Judy? The other thing I'll add to the process is 
I, I have fun as you go through. We want to see that energy. Yes, it's a, an assessment piece of it, but we want to see that personality shine through. And we understand it can be a nerve-wracking process, and our team does everything we can to make you feel comfortable because we want to get the authentic you as part of this assessment. Yeah, that's great advice. And I feel like when you have a smaller program or a smaller cohort, in the case of the you know full-time MBA, you sort of have that luxury of really getting to know all your candidates and and kind of, you know, as as Judy's been saying, you know, it's building these relationships, which is really so important. Um, I did want to, you know, we're going to wrap up here, but I did want to thank both of you. I, I'm fascinated by, you know, what you all have done at SMU Cox. I mean, I think it's just something that I, I feel like I hear over and over again at other uh, MBA programs that there's this kind of friction sometimes between careers and admissions. You know, the admissions team brings them in and the careers or office has to kind of handle them, you know? Um, and I feel like that's not at all what is happening at SMU Cox. It's so much more, um, everyone's kind of working in sync, which it makes sense. And it really seems like it's paying some huge dividends now. Um, so I did want to thank both of you for taking part. Um, so Jason, Judy, just really appreciate you making time and also just, you know, your willingness to kind of speak and, and give our listeners a peek into kind of what's going on in the admissions process and in the coaching process for careers um, that underpins all this success that you've had at SMU Cox. So thanks so much to both of you for taking part. Graham, it was wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. Always enjoy the opportunity to speak with you and your audience. Yes. Thank you for having me, Graham. Very excited to be here today and to share more about our Cox Advantage. Yeah, I really appreciate both of you making time. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening to the Clear Admit MBA Admissions Podcast. Stay tuned for more special episodes of the show, as well as our usual weekly Wiretaps episodes coming to you each and every Monday.